Well, welcome to FinTech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. As usual, a little bit of uh, housekeeping. First off, be sure to sign up for my newsletter at jasonpereira.ca, where you get notifications of all updates and podcasts and everything else I do. And the second piece is just a reminder that 2020 IFID Conference is happening on Burlington, Ontario in April. This year's topic is the value of financial advice. Space is limited. Please register as soon as you can. On today's podcast. On today's podcast, I have Gaston Siri and Jamie Walcove of SideJour. SideJour is an app and platform that allows you to store all the stuff in your life in one place, and not just as PDFs with intelligence that can hopefully drive action and better support you going forward. With that, here's my interview with Gaston and Jamie. All right, gentlemen, thanks for taking the time to come in today. Thanks, thanks for having us. us. Excellent. So Gaston and Jamie of SideJour, tell us about SideJour. SideJour was uh, initially conceived as a... Uh, Death file. Uh, we Sounds have. so so optimistic and so good. Death, <laughs> a death file. Okay. A death ahead. file. Funny topic. That funny story is that our buddy and the guy that initially came up with the idea was going on a trip and uh, he was going to somewhere in the Middle East and he was afraid for his life. And uh, obviously, he started thinking about what happens if anything happens to me in this trip. My wife has no clue where my stuff will be. Yeah, he's got a bigger risk crossing the street every day, just <laughs> dodging cars. But continue on. Having traveled in the Middle True. East, I can say that. <laughs> Depends on where. <laughs> I miss the Arab Spring by this much in Cairo. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, the point is that uh, after the trip, that trip, and after about a month of uh, researching online, he couldn't find anything that would serve his needs, mm -hmm. his personal needs, which is easy to use, fast access to dumping all my content, all my files, my records, my documents in general. And so we discussed at the time, looked into it, and he went ahead and built it. The fact is that over uh, the year of 2019, when the proof of concept came out, the business was not necessarily going like getting traction. At that mm. point, we kind of sat down and discussed, well, what do we do now? That's when I actually was uh, coming on board as um, CEO. And we kind of discussed and did uh, a number of sessions, we realized that number one, a death file is never going to be used. People that- uh, Not exactly sexy. I mean, like you, you, you basically, you're marrying the concept of death and administration together. Like, like yeah. I, I don't know what you add on top of that right. to create the trifecta <laughs> of, oh God, don't let me touch this ever. But yeah, it's 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 not the most, um, you know, it's the responsible grown thing to do, but it's not the funnest thing to do. It's not fun. And yeah. most people that use that, an app like that will use it twice. It's when they set it up and when they die. So right away, it, it doesn't resonate as a product that you would want to use. It's not really going to help you much. And um, that was one point, one aspect. And then the other aspect is that in reality, when you look at all your stuff, it's all over the place, right? You may have uh, oh, yeah. stuff in every single storage space that you may have, you're going to have something. So your, your information is completely fragmented. Well, as I always say to people who argue about wanting to be an executor, my response is, why? Why would you ever <laughs> want this job? It is like, imagine how messed up your life is in terms of where everything is. And imagine the person's as bad as you or mm -hmm. worse. And then try to figure out how you're going to take care of all this. Yeah. Liability. Yeah. Yeah. And, then you're, and you're liable. Absolutely. And you're liable. That's yeah. the, to take it all to the icing on the cake. Here's a job that is a massive pain <laughs> in the butt and, and you're liable. It should cost you money if yeah. you can't identify oh, all the assets. It's a real honor, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Total disaster. So it was at that point that we realized that, wait a minute, there's a much better angle here if we consider side drawer 
more so because of the name, as your life planning and organization tool. So from a point of view of, a, um, of an individual trying to use this product or this app platform in general, it's like now you have a place in which you can organize your entire life on a weekly basis, daily basis, monthly mm-hmm. basis, whatever the uh, time frame would be. So for example, if you take a new, get a new passport, mm-hmm. well, you're going to update your passport once every five or 10 years. Not that often. Your driver's license will be every five years. So I'll stop there. So let me, let me go back. I'll tell you, I think I mentioned this to you previously. When we first met, when we first talked, mm-hmm. I had said, you know what? You mentioned not getting much traction. I wasn't really surprised because I've seen a number of kind of concepts like this mm-hmm. in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, of course, in competition with everything from Evernote to Dropbox, which you, know, you get you know, X amount mm-hmm. free. But it's all that's a lot of heavy lifting because none of it is purpose-built. Right. Whereas you've done something purpose-built, but even those who've done purpose-built, again, have encountered this you know, the sandwich of the unfortunate of this is death and this is administration and, you know, that's not a fun sandwich, right? So basically, you basically have said, okay, how do we grow engagement and keeping pe- keep people using this more frequently than just those two things? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you talked about that example. Let's talk about what else you're going to do to drive engagement in this. We go back to we go the, back to that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. go back to the you know you mentioned the entire your <clears throat> you know you're you're updating these passports and everything like yeah. that. So I take it really, and I'm going to jump ahead here. Part of the goal is if you have this information, right? Mm-hmm. You know when the person's license and passports expiring, right? Correct. Which so re- which is also really handy if I'm ever planning on traveling. I can get a notice like nine months in advance. <laughs> so I think it's going to basically exactly. Expire. So there's a number of benefits of uh, changing the uh, the angle on our business. Now, if you're talking about a life planning application then suddenly you have the ability to take advantage of all this metadata that we'll be collecting. Most people will consider that uh, if you use Dropbox or Google Drive or any of the other storage facilities, the concept of metadata is is really not there. The most metadata- No, they're dumb files, right? They yeah. just basically sit there with a name on them. The most that organization that you're gonna have is your tree, your file tree, and the file name. Whereas when you look at site drawer, the ability that you have is not only you have that organization guardrails that we're giving you to help you organize better, but on top of that, we are essentially giving you all this ability to load metadata. It's all optional. It's all if you want to, but if you do, it's going to benefit you in the long run. For example, you just pointed out, you take a passport, your passport is, I don't know, six months away from expiring. Mm-hmm. If you travel to a country, say Brazil, you won't be able to go in because they will actually expect you to have more than six months in uh, of validity in your passport. Like that, there's a number of examples in your daily life. Your payment due date on a credit card. Credit cards will ex- expect you to miss your payment due date, but That's still make money. But yeah. still pay within yeah. the, the period, the statement cycle. Yeah. Because those ten days that you know you missed, that's when you get you get the interest. Now, if we can help you and remind you, or of those payment due dates, then suddenly now not only you are using something on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, now you're starting to save money because you're using something like this. Well, it, it flips it from a push into a uh, sorry, from a pull into a push. You, like, yeah, you know, correct. basically, you have, to, you have to basically get pulled into this into mm-hmm. this data, right? You have to get yeah. you have to, the the app's got to pull you in to collect all this yep. stuff, mm-hmm. but then it starts to push out that information, right? So it's it's a lot more valuable to me if it starts telling me what to do because exactly. it's, because oh this is part of the thing i got to remember to do is in my everyday life and some of these are essentially feedback that we are getting from the field people that are telling us well for example when i was closing my condo a year ago if i had side drawer i could have basically handed over permission to my mortgage mm-hmm. broker to download all my important files yep. instead of me hunting through my email and talking to three different professionals accountants lawyers whatnot 
just to get my condo closing in, in order. And like that, we have other cases uh, and uh, I can you know keep on talking about my kid. They were asking me for my personal vaccine records. From, mm. you know. Oh God, don't get me started on that. <laughs> a stupid little card I'm supposed to carry around. Well, you don't have to carry it. The point is they need that information. I don't have to carry it, but then when they're like, what is your last vaccination for whatever? Like, oh, I don't know. Imagine if that it was in, was in your phone. Or imagine if they actually had proper medical records in the entire, <laughs> in the entire industry. You know, and left arm still, still, right arm? St still, still waiting for full digital uh, medical records in this province, if not most um, countries. But anyway, that's that's the case. That's I know. So, so, I mean, what you're, what you're really talking about here at its core is something I termed previously as a personal data locker. Personal digital locker where all your information goes in one place and then mm -hmm. hopefully you can drive a lot of interactions from that mm -hmm. and this is one thing that i kind of really hope takes off in the future because god knows i need it but you know let's talk about how we get some of that data you mentioned metadata so mm -hmm. metadata is for those lay people it's other points of data surrounding a digital file that mm -hmm. is of relevance. So the example you gave of the passport, my mind goes off and think, okay, so that makes sense. If I say I'm entering in a passport, there's only so many formats for passports. You can very, mm -hmm. I try not to say very easily when it comes to code, relatively easily program it to recognize yep. where certain information is on that. Mm -hmm. And therefore an optical character recognition scanner yep. could with a picture, hey, I took a picture and it's extracted my expiry date and the actual um, the passport number, date of issue, all mm -hmm. of that stuff, all yep. the stuff that's relevant that I would ever need to give to anyone else. Right? Correct. You know, full name. And then, then that all goes into your you know metadata database and different triggers can be driven from that. Correct. Fantastic. So when is this on the market? <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. Okay, three weeks. <laughs> which, by the, which for the record will be around the time this gets published. So Perfect. Yeah. Funny enough, what you're mentioning triggers a number of things that I would call them objections from other individuals. Did you get the creepy objection? Like, oh, this is creepy? Because I, I, uh, I Creepy, I was... what are you doing with my data, et cetera, et cetera. But that's a valuable question to ask. Absolutely. And yeah. that's why I'm bringing it up. Because the point that I wanted to make is, this is very sensitive information. Not necessarily the kind of information that you will need for uh, to apply for credit on behalf of someone. But right for identity theft. But imp important. Yeah. yeah, very relevant. So, which triggers the, the, the concept of uh, security. We'll touch on that in a sec. The key for us is that this is something for you. This is a tool that we're building for you. If it doesn't work for you, then you're never going to use it. So... Some tools out there will expect you to populate all the metadata, quote unquote, mandatorily. Yeah. Whereas for Which us- Which is just a fail, right? Like I've got like 20 things to fill out all these different stars. I'll start and be like, okay, this is taking too long. All manual. I, you're not well. gonna do it. Like, this is me talking. Like, yeah. I mean, like other people give up on the first line. Mm -hmm. So for us, the idea behind this is, this needs to work for you. So we're not gonna force you to enter all this information. If you wanna enter it, you'll benefit from it. And we're not going to essentially put it in your face so you even feel that that's a way that it has to be done. It's, it is there in the background. If you use, if you wanna use it, you just populate it and up, you take the benefit of what we are Look, going to help here's you Here's the with. thing, I don't wanna do it. I want you to do it for me without looking at exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> and that's the other angle, yeah. which is most people will object. I don't want you to be reading my photo or Correct. Medical OCR, records. Yes. Like, OCRing yeah. my, my passport. Fact of the matter is for us, like, I don't need to know what's your, your passport. What's your passport. OCR every time you go through a security I, check these exactly. days. <laughs> like, they want yeah. the information. They can get the exactly. information. Exactly. Yeah. Right. We don't need your passport number. There's absolute no value for anyone yeah. to know your passport number other than, like you just said, identity mm -hmm. theft or for you to keep it handy if you need to fill it out and exactly. you don't want to be chasing your passport. However, for example, in the long run, for us to get a sense of 
the average individual state will allow us to build these models that will allow us to help you get the right steps into building wealth. So for example, if you have been invested heavily in real estate, but your insurance package or your insurance uh, portfolio is not properly sized, you're probably underinsured. You put at risk your entire wealth, your entire asset base. So if we can actually help you identify where you should be in terms of uh, your right sizing, your insurance policies, then that's a benefit that we yeah. can give you. And that makes sense, right? If you're scanning in the, the insurance policy data, you're taking in the liability amounts or the coverage amounts. Mm -hmm. If you have a corresponding address, right, you can tie that into MLS data on price changes in regions, right? And yeah, maybe I bought this place for 400000 a couple of years ago. It's you know, I live in Toronto, so that number could be anywhere between a million five. I'm kidding. But the point, <laughs> is, is, that, point is, is that like now it's worth 600000 whatever it is. And I never bothered to change my insurance, right? Now, God forbid that place gets gutted by fire and, oh, no, I'm left holding the bag for the difference, right? Oh, to the flip side, you are overpaying. That's the other thing, yeah, absolutely. And therefore, that's where what I feel in the long run, why people will actually use something like this, because we can actually help you save money. So either we help you save money, yeah. we help you protect your, your assets or your, your entire portfolio, and all of that will contribute to you essentially using a, an organization tool like this. That is without even counting that you can actually start having side drawers for your family members. So mm -hmm. I don't want my kids' records interfering with mine at yeah, home. A separate identity. Yeah. And when they get come of age, your kid, now you're in charge of it. You got it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I'm no longer responsible for your day. Exactly. <laughs> you are now. And then going back is the way that we envision side drawer is basically imagine that you're at home and you have multiple drawers, one for each one of your family members. Within that, you have a number of uh, color binders. Yep. And then within that, you have a number of infinite files. Yes, you got it right. Like, I don't want my kid's stuff to be in my drawer. It would be on my kid's side drawer. The way that we are coming to the uh, pricing structure or the uh, pricing model, if you will, of the product is my daughter is, what, seven, eight years old? She's, she, probably until she turns 30, she won't be able or willing to pay for something like this. Mm -hmm. Like me, when I was in my 20s, my entire life fit in a shoebox. When I turned 30, got married, had a mortgage, had a kid. Well, I needed like an actual drawer or one but of those. You realize what you've done to yourself. You know? There you go. <laughs> or a bigger shoebox. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now that I am over 40, I do need a lot more than just a couple of uh, banker boxes. <laughs> so what we have done is we model a person's life and that we, we kind of price accordingly. And that is from a point of view of an individual, which is how are we going to make this work for the yeah, individual? Yeah, I'm 22 years old, the pricing of the pay is a grand total of zero. Exactly. But for us, the other angle that we see on, on this product is, this is not just to help the individuals. It's also to help the um, firms, accountants, lawyers. Advisors, great. Huh? Great, exactly what I need. <laughs> Financial advisors. And yeah. And yeah, Any we call those professional service providers. Yeah. And from now on, in this recording, we, we're going to refer to those as yeah. PSPs. PSPs. I mean, I look at the, okay, PSPs, fair enough. The, the, I look at the PlayStation Portable analogy, but anyway, the, um, the, how old is that? I'm dating myself. Anyway, that being said, the, 
I look at my life trying to collect data from clients and think about how much easier it would be to have an onboarding situation where I ask my questions I need to ask, but then also said, by the way, tie in to say your side drawer app and then by the, you're authorizing me to view XYZ, right? Just like when I log in with Google on anything, it's like mm -hmm. you are allowing this other company to see this, mm -hmm. see that, do that, edit, whatever, right? Like that Makes sort of permissioning sense. with your, my entire life mm -hmm. would be incredibly valuable to me. And it, all consolidated, safely secured in one place, yeah, right? Exactly. Accessible to you anytime, any place. So yeah, look, there's a lot of dimensions of what we can talk about here. So let me let me kind of hit on some of the bigger ones I want to make sure we tackle. Let's talk about security first and foremost, because that is the single most important piece of all of this. Is Absolutely. Anytime you start basically uh, dealing with people's personal data, security first and foremost has to be the same. Has to be the most important thing. The last thing we need is another Facebook in this world, uh, or <laughs> another fiasco like we had with Equifax, where some genius decided to make admin admin the username and password. <laughs> Which, frankly, there should be for the record. Anyone who's designing systems out there. Can you just automatically shock the user of the computer if they ever try to do that? Like, anyway, moving on. Um, so security, how are you tackling the, the elephant in the room? A number of things. So first and foremost, I personally have about five years experience building a credit card platform from scratch. So you know about security. I have a sense of what is, what is required. The other thing that is very common and anyone that works in any IT department and any financial institution pretty much anywhere, one of the most important things that they do on a yearly basis is the, the typical gap analysis. That gap analysis is roughly assessing how far are you in your current practices to the best practices and how much money and how much time it will take you to get to those best practices. And that's when companies decide whether or not they're going to bother, right? <laughs> like, oh, that's a big price tag for right, good. that. We'll that long. Go, we'll just roll the rice. We'll, no one will get submitted. Men, that's ridiculous. They'll try password one, two, three first. Getting <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for us, for SiteDrawer, from the get-go, we started our architecture built using the best practices. So what I always tell everyone is our gap to the best practices is zero. So we're already using best practices around security, everything that is recommended by the uh, biggest authorities out there. This is Amazon, Microsoft, Google and a whole bunch of other firms that are essentially publishing all their uh, best practices. We are using those as the way that we are building our infrastructure. The number of uh, individuals that are essentially authorized are all documented. It's all part of our processes. Data is always encrypted in transit, rest. So the second it leaves my phone to the second it arrives in, and once it's sitting on your servers, yeah. and I take it, you can't even get into these files yeah. if you want to. Yeah. And there's something else that we kind of had a, a little bit of an aha moment when we were designing side drawer is that say you're an accountant, say you have a Dropbox account, and say you are synchronizing your client's records mm -hmm. with your Dropbox account. Now, say you have, say for sake of argument, a thousand customers. Mm -hmm. Now, very easy to screw that up. Nobody assumes that that account at Dropbox will be hacked, correct? <laughs> Follow me, humor me. I'm humor you. Humor me. However, if you're keeping a synchronized file of those thousand customers in your computer, the weak link is not Dropbox. It's the computer. It's your computer. Yeah. So from the moment that we don't let you download the files into your computer and synchronize that way. Yeah. The desktop sync function may be convenience, but it's also, go. it's also exposure. You, go. you got it. And our application, we call it platform. This is not just an app. It's a platform with multi-device, is any device, anywhere, anytime. We have the desktop application, the web application, the mobile application, the tablet application. You can use the, the, uh, the different uh, tools for what they're for. 
So if you're going to create a little bit of a list, you're going to use your keyboard, yeah. your computer. You create your entire list, you save all those files, all, all those side drawer records. Turn on your phone, you open side drawer, you have all that synchronized, and then you start snapping photos. So instead of actually synchronizing efforts that back in the day you needed to do, like take a photo, you plug mm. it, you download the yeah. photo. You, you, it's all native. It's all native, yep. it's all synchronized. And then going back to the security by offering things like MFA, Offering like multi-factor like, authentication for those who don't know. Thank you. Sorry so, about and, that. And, like, and let, let, let's be clear. So when we talk about that, we'll just spend a second on this because I got some. I got a griping thing about this. So when we're talking about that, I assume you're looking for something better than just getting a uh, getting a text message because that is the worst form of MFA imaginable. It's totally. like yeah, you know, if Jack Dorsey can get his phone spoof and his Twitter account mm-hmm. taken over. Mm-hmm. First of all, what was Jack Dorsey using? that type of MFA force in the first place. Secondly, it can happen to anyone. So wherever mm-hmm. possible, I mean, I've, been, I've talked about it before, I'm a big proponent of authenticator apps and yep. I'm just waiting for YubiKey to launch their, their <laughs> compatible with iPhone and USB three, USB-C and I will be on a YubiKey in no time. So the benefit for us is that all those are quite simple for us to integrate and implement. Hey, these uh, are not difficult listen. No, they're right? not, they're not. Just, it's a lack of willpower more often than not to actually get them done. Uh, red tape, willpower. Legacy know, systems. Legacy systems, yeah. exactly. Whereas our infrastructure is all built uh, uh, essentially using Docker for crying out loud. And those that are not technical yeah. definitely won't, won't understand, but it's like our entire infrastructure is uh, uh, redundant. We can re- de- redeploy new functionality in our quote-unquote servers within minutes. And one of the things that I'm not going to touch a lot, but our entire infrastructure online, our production infrastructure is uh, serverless, meaning that it's less imperious to hacking than your typical server of any other financial institution. Excellent. So let's talk about, so that's the security side. Let's talk about the acquisition side. We already talked about manual entry and photography. Any other forms you're contemplating at this time? Any document that you want to upload, PDF or whatever, it's yeah. so... Uh, so file direct upload. How direct about upload. Um, the, op- the how about, for lack of a term, uh, scraping or, or pulling from other sites? There's one more that I just, it just reminded me. Okay. It's, it's probably one of, eh, for someone non-technical, it's wow. For someone technical, it's like... <laughs> Yeah. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, so one of the things, uh, funny things that we have uh, done is our main domain name, sidedrawer.com. We have reserved that for our customers. So very similar to... You have a secret second domain. No, no, not really. But for example, Jamie would have his jamieW at sidedrawer.com. So mm-hmm. anytime Got anyone it. sends him yeah, a so file... They have, a, they have their own... Um, inbox. Inbox, yeah, fair enough. Email so, direct to, okay. For example, traditional or let's say old-fashioned professionals, PSPs, mm-hmm. will not have the ability to, to integrate through our API. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. We built a fully featured API to integrate with any other system. So if you have your own back office, you can integrate through an API. You push the file into your system, automatically gets into Jamie's side drawer. Or Zapier could do it, but sure. Huh? Or Zapier could do it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, then you can, e- if you're a little bit more old fashioned, you can email as you would do yeah. regularly to Jamie's Gmail. You would email to jamieW at uh, sidedrawer.com. Then mm-hmm. Jamie gets straight into his side drawer the file and then can be essentially categorized the moment Jamie goes in. And um, in that regard, and obviously uh, things like white labeling or co-branding the application for easy use. Obviously, we have uh, the ability to synchronize using single sign-on if mm-hmm. need be. So that's 
pretty much standard from the get-go. So I don't know, I'm going way more technical. No, that's good. No, I mean, like the reality is what you're basically saying is whatever way you can get, let people get it in there, you're going to let it get it in there. Securely. Um, securely, yeah. right? So, but how about how about where you pull that information? Is there an opportunity? Are you looking at um, things such as personal financial management type tools where you pull data feeds from banks or, or I've seen, you, you know, perfect example, HubDoc, where yep. basically they log into your website for you and pull your statements mm-hmm. for you on a monthly mm-hmm. basis. So that is in our roadmap, yep. 100%. Now, keep in mind that from our perspective, it's all based on permission. Yeah. So if you as a user permit us to do so, we'll do it. And it makes sense it's more of a roadmap because, I mean, other companies have gotten there first. So you have a unique value proposition, focus on that, and then build out from there. Mm -hmm. And when we start talking about metadata, you start thinking about the links that can happen between these things, right? Yeah. It's crazy time. I mean, like, you know, maybe I forgot to upload something, but wait a sec, there's a new transaction here that corresponds Mm -hmm. to this insurance company or what's another example? Uh, Charity, right? I, oh, look, you donated money to a charity. Where's that receipt? I kind of need that. Do you want to know the simplest case that we got from uh, another one of uh, our... uh, Testimonials is like right. imagine that you have a comprehensive insurance policy. In there, you would have your primary home, your secondary home, your vehicles, your investment properties. Now, how do you store that? How do you organize that? Mm. Because you are going to have for each property and each vehicle, you're going to have a different file. Yes. Well, the ability that Sidro will allow you to actually link all those. Yeah, so you have a one-to-many type relationship where this one many thing comes from. Yeah, many-to-many. Many, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the best part is what you just thought, touched on a little earlier, which is the uh, side drawer history. I have, say, say for sake of argument, I have a cottage, which I do not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a cottage. It's been in my family for, let's say, 10 years. I've kept all the maintenance, tax records, everything. Now, that file is my file. But then suddenly I need to give it away to my quote unquote son, let's say. Now I can essentially hand over the ownership of the cottage record inside drawer to my son, Mm -hmm. to his side drawer. And suddenly he takes over the entire record. And that way, at any transfer of any kind of asset, you have that ability to transfer all the history of it as well. What you're trying to accomplish is the what I refer to as the, why does it still have to be this way problem that I keep on encountering in my life, right? Yeah. It's the, we have the ability to connect all this stuff, make it tied to each other and push out like actual valuable information, yet it's like we're nowhere near it, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, what you guys are talking about is, is fantastic, but I'm not going to discount for one second the monumental effort it will take to get to the ultimate vision. I think you're starting, yeah. you're, you know, you're, getting, you're clearly Pace trying steps. to eat the elephant, you know, one bite at a time. But yeah, the potential right. is limitless, right? And I can see, you know, it's exciting. I, mean, I do think that this will be a crowded space I and mean, there'll be other players in there, <laughs> uh, rightly so, because what we're really talking about is the automation of every aspect of your life. And that's something that is sorely needed. Although, of course, I will, I'm assuming that A, you guys will not sell people's data, first no, off, of course, of course not. Yeah. And secondly, you will also permit, you're not going to put up a bunch of roadblocks to leave and migrate out of something no, no, else. No, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. As I always say, uh, if you want to create friction as a means of keeping your customer, you're just you're not doing that. So you're just pissing case them off. in point is like that would happen. The uh, so let's touch on the uh, migrating data. One of the things that every PSP will ask for is I want to be able to actually get all this information at once. Not all of it. The information that I got permission from the customer. Yeah. And different PSPs will have different type of quote unquote templates. So mm-hmm. That's one thing right away. It's your entire file is consolidated in this one report. You as a customer can get it anytime. Let's say that... So instead of drawing the data, you can draw the metadata. Correct. Let's, so basically, oh, so just to, got it. I jumped ahead. So just to explain <laughs> what that meant is that uh, instead of saying, hey, you know, I need all this information to your financial plan, instead of just pulling, instead of pulling the documents, 
I pull the actual data from the documents that we go hunting for anyway. Yeah. And yeah, maybe I still want to see the full document, like the will, like just to make sure it's written properly. But do I need to know, it's a good example, anything beyond the price and the coverage amounts for the car insurance policy? No. 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 Right? It, it, yeah. Yeah. And then seldomly you will need the policy number. Yeah. And that's no, you know, and that makes perfect sense because you start thinking about the ability for to tie in the financial planning softwares in the future and just, you know, at a button click, that's already basically built out and the data I need is all built out. And then it just becomes a button click to yes, I will give this permission. It they connect to each other, I suck up everything from side drawer, and then the client has to answer the gaps. You got it. Obviously, all based on permission. Of course. No, no, and, permission is first yeah. and foremost. And the customer always has the uh, ultimate ability to give and revoke those permissions. Yeah. And there's also the collaborated aspect of the platform, which is, I don't need to do all this by myself. Most likely, I will not know where to find half of the information that I should be storing. Mm -hmm. However, my financial planner, my accountant, my state lawyer, they will know better what information I should be storing. Absolutely. So by having this collaboration aspect to side drawer, then the PSPs now can work for me and actually show me that they're working for me. Even if they're, they are, mm -hmm. they typically are, they just don't have the ability to, to, to show me. Now with this, they would have the ability to do so. So it's not just on the end user to upload all the data or the files. It's also sort of the PSP, the professional service provider, to upload as well. So you can't put all the onus on one person because yeah, as you exactly. mentioned, you're not going to want to sit there and spend hours and hours uploading data. Now it's going to be pushed from your PSP and you can upload it on your end as well. You're very optimistic about the state of our, uh, of our <laughs> systems. Yeah. Push, push anything, that'd be hilarious. So <laughs> one day before I die, we'll get there. Um, anyway, so let's let's go back. One one last question before we wrap up with the, with the final three questions. So let's go back to the death file concept. Yes. I die. How does my next of kin or the executor get access to the file? There are two ways. Let's do the uh, simplest one first. If you actually use iDrawer as you should, then you would have designated your executor or someone to have full access to your side drawer. Immediately or depending what? However you want. Okay. Because one of the features that we are building in is the concept of no access. Meaning you know that the file is there, you just don't have access to the content. Mm. We've been hearing a lot from the field. What is it that different professionals need? Mm -hmm. And this came from some estate lawyers that they were saying, we want our the kids of our customers to know that the will is there, but we don't want them to know the content. Exactly. And that's a valid case. So at that point, you can have the estate lawyer have access to the entire side drawer and have your quote unquote kids have access to the file without, without access to the contents, the famous no access. Mm -hmm. And there's a fact that either your, your lawyer or your accountant most likely will know everything about you. Very little you can hide from some professionals. So if you did in life the uh, assignment of permission, then the moment that you pass, those individuals still have access to your side drawer. So there's nothing hidden, everything yep. is ready. But right? if they don't have that access before If they I don't have that access, as long as you have a proper death certificate, properly certified, and you follow certain processes in our SOPs, standard operating procedures, then we would be able to turn that on. It's no different from when someone dies and then the next of kin will ask for a credit card record or getting back the uh, annual fees, uh, rebate, et cetera, et cetera. There are procedures in large institutions that follow customers and those procedures are you know, embedded in our operation. 
Fantastic. All right, so before we wrap up, the final three questions I asked everybody, and I'm also going to disclose something else. Uh, this is the second time we've done this interview. I lost the first recording, so uh, this has been answered before, but I do not recall the answers to these questions, so let's, let's go through them. So uh, first off, whoever wants to go first can go first. So if you had one wish for something to change in your company or the industry as a whole, what would it be? Something in our company, I don't think we can change anything because we're, we're building it from the ground up right now. Uh, so everything's changed. Okay, good. No, no. So it's all in our, our control yeah, and exactly. we're building it with best practices that Gaston mentioned earlier from the ground up. So, you know, our team is great. The opportunity is great. There's a need in the market for what we're providing and it provides a great moral value to could be millions of people. Yeah, potentially. I mean, what's a great point that you bring, just brought up is like the one of, uh, yeah. One of our moral values is basically. Uh, so, your wish, Gaston. My wish? Yeah. I don't know. It's um, like Jamie said, we're doing everything as uh, as we want. As we want. We wish something, we just get it done. It's like uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it's a good environment. It's flexible, right? And it's yeah. there's not a lot of political red tape that needs to be approved before yeah, you can move things forward. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the good thing with with starting from a clean slate and your your coding. So therefore, you can. Basically, build anything you want. But goes beyond. It's, it's also like our company, the way that we are building our our team, the the way culture. that we're building our culture. Yep. Is if there's something there that we don't like, we just basically don't even do it. There you go. Something Perfect. that we do wish for is the adoption rate to be 100 <laughs> once we roll this out in March. 100 percent market share is my wish. Yeah, I wish for more. Hey, wishes. You asked, right? That's the yeah. I wish for more wishes in, uh, in this category. <laughs> All right. So, second question: What has been the biggest challenge in getting the company to where it is today? I would say getting a proper understanding where the company was uh, six months ago. Like, so the entire week, we took the first crack at this. It ain't working. What are we getting wrong? What are we missing? Yeah. We and, feel and something here. Just for, for context, Jamie and I both uh, started with the company in the last three months. And that's basically we completely refurbished the entire business. But knowing some aspects of the company, we didn't know. And um, that would be my opinion. Fantastic. Jamie. Biggest challenge in your mind? I guess it's once the product rolls out, what the appetite is going to be. The conversations we're having with all these PSPs has been fantastic. A lot of buy-in. Yes, but until they actually pull their credit card that's, out. That's the unknown unknown, right? Yeah. So uh, that's, I guess, going to yeah. be the biggest challenge. And then just pivoting. And but a lot of people want to buy services. You don't <laughs> actually ever pull the credit card out. I guess that's the, that's the challenge right now. It's when we roll it out to see what the, the appetite is. And yeah, so the looming challenge, we'll see what that looks like. Fair enough. Let's mm -hmm. talk in a couple of months again. Exactly. So uh, last question is, what excites you the most about what you're working on Gets you keeps you basically getting up to keep fighting the good fight and carry on? We're really doing something that will benefit people's lives. And uh, I think that for me, that is something that I was craving that in my life. And um, I not only that, it's like... Everything is in our power. It's for us to make. Yep. It's or break. Or break. Yeah. Jamie, same answer or are you going to go somewhere else? No, it's, I guess it's the same answer. Yeah. It's pretty, Excellent. pretty aligned with my, my vision and that's why we make a good team. Good. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. You have a tall order ahead of you because frankly, <laughs> digitizing my entire life is something that's going to be complex given how complex my life can be, but I hope you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Gaston and Jamie of Sidejork. As you can hear, they're trying to tackle a very big problem and hopefully they are successful because <laughs> we could all use that kind of intelligent data storage. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. 
you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at fintechimpact.co.